college swimming, like I love the camaraderie of it, but it stresses me out. It gives me like swimming short course and swimming stuff like I'm not, like I don't feel confident and it hurts my confidence for like my long course swimming. And so I was like, I'm gonna do what makes me happy in this sport and I'm gonna go pursue my dream, which is to be an Olympian, to be, I've always wanted to be a pro swimmer. Um, and I'm, I think the time is now to pursue that. This podcast is a Cannonball Media production. Welcome to Unfiltered Waters. I'm Missy Franklin. And I'm Katie Hoff. We're giving you genuine conversations to get to know the person beneath the athlete. Unfiltered. Unfiltered. Everybody knows that Katie and I are podcast co-hosts, best friends, and former teammates for Team USA. What you may not know is that we are also (laughs) hydration accountability buddies. Dialing in electrolyte intake can be beneficial for anyone prioritizing and restoring health through hydration. It also makes your water taste so good. Element is an electrolyte drink mix free of sugar, artificial colors, and other dodgy ingredients. We have always been really picky about what we put into our bodies to fuel it properly, and Element seriously checks all the boxes to keep us healthy and hydrated. And guess what? We are giving a free gift with purchase to all of our Unfiltered Waters family. You can receive a free Element sample pack with any order when you purchase through our custom URL, which we will link below. The Element Sample Pack includes one packet of every flavor, eight total, perfect for finding your favorite flavor, which mine, by the way, is watermelon. This offer is available for new and returning customers who click our link. You can even get a free sample pack with every Element purchase by purchasing through our link. Drink up. You guys know that Missy and I are always on the lookout on ways to strengthen our immune system, improve our fitness, and of course, our hair and skin. We both recently discovered an incredible product in Armra. So what is Armra exactly? Armra is a proprietary concentrate of bovine colostrum that harnesses over 400 functional nutrients to strengthen your immune barriers and fuel cellular health for a host of research-backed benefits. The biggest benefit for me has been strengthening my immune system. I am constantly on a plane and on the road, and it's helped so much. And for me, I dealt with so much postpartum hair loss after having my daughter. Armora has helped so much in terms of getting my hair back to being healthy and strong. So we've got a surprise for you. We've worked on a special offer for our Unfiltered Waters family. You'll receive 15% off your first order. Go to tryarmora.com unfiltered or enter unfiltered to get 15% off your first order. That's T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A.com slash unfiltered. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Unfiltered Waters. Today, we have Carson Foster with us. Carson is an 11-time world championship medalist. He is one of the most versatile swimmers in the sport right now. He swam at the University of Texas and is one of the most genuine, warm-hearted people you will ever come across. We had such an incredible conversation with him today talking about 
about his self-worth, how it is entwined into his swimming career, the things that he has really been working on on himself, the highs, the lows of the sport that he has experienced and what he does in those times, the importance of family, friends, and teammates throughout his career as his support system, his beautiful and wonderful fiance Meredith, his faith, and so much more. This was such an incredible conversation. His vulnerability and strength moved Katie and I so much, and we know it will do the same for you. So without further ado, here is Carson Foster. We're just so excited to chat with you. Um, obviously, uh, I think part of why we love, have loved starting this podcast is getting to know athletes that are in other generations. Um, so I feel like, I mean, you and I, I don't think I've had a conversation uh, face-to-face, but obviously dream recovery athlete, 400 IMer. Um, and so we're just excited to you know chat with you and uh, jump into some swimming stuff, jump into what you're doing now, what you're excited about. Um, and we want to start on the swimming side, uh, which is right, uh, I think, when you burst on the scene, you know, last uh, Olympic trials, um, you know, swam the 400 IM and, and got third place, but then bounced back to probably the, the craziest comeback of all time. But wanted to dive in right there um, and just hear about your experience at trials and, and then after that. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, it had, it was a truly like a, a roller coaster of honestly, even still to this past summer of two years. Yeah. Um, and I think I've said this a couple of times and like, it may sound corny or, um, like cliche, but I truly wouldn't change the experience I had at trials two, three years ago for anything. Like, I think I would be a completely different swimmer, completely different person had I not gone through that. And at the time it was one of those things where I was like, how can this happen? Like, how, how did I train so well? How did I, you know, my, my tune-ups were so good. I did everything right throughout the year. You know, I make so many sacrifices and like, I knew, I knew I was good enough to make it. Uh, but I just didn't understand like why things were happening the way they were. And so leaving that meet, I think I was definitely very discouraged. Didn't want anything to do with swimming. Um, and it was like my first real setback in swimming or the mm-hmm. first real time I had faced like adversity. I've been very blessed with no injuries and um, to this point and uh, no real setbacks other than that. And um, and so that's kind of when, you know, I got hit in the face with like, why am I even swimming? Like, why do I swim? Because swimming at this point, like if I'm swimming every time to, you know, satisfy like my self-worth or because uh, I felt truly, really bad about myself when I left mm, that meet. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, I don't know if this is that fun. <laughs> like, if, if if my swimming career is going to be like this, and because it's like, realistically, they're going to be ups and downs. And um, and so it kind of, that's what kind of set me to like, why am I swimming? How do I deal with this? How do I deal with like balancing my self-worth and my performance? And it's something that I'm still trying to figure out today. I, have I gotten better at it? Yes, much, much better. And um, I've had a lot of people in my life to help me with that. Um, but that was kind of the moment where my perspective on swimming changed. Yeah. Um, and which led to ne- like this last year, 2022, which was probably my best year ever in swimming, uh, where I was like going into everything like bright eyed, like no expectation for, uh, making the team was very content with like whatever 
happens is what's planned to happen. Um, and I was very content with that and uh, had a great summer. And then this past year was probably one of the most unenjoyable seasons I've ever had because mm. I was back to that, you know, I had a really good summer and now these, all these expectations are back on me mm-hmm. that I have, I have to do it again. Or like if I don't do it again, then I'm back to square one. And so um, it has truly been like a roller coaster. And then this fall has been so much fun and so so great for me because I've, you know, like worked on, this sounds like another like cliche, like I've worked on myself a lot in terms of like, you know, how am I going to, I have a contract through 2028. So I'm, I'm locked into swimming and I'm very lucky to be locked into swimming through for another five years. And I'm, how do I, how do I go through five more years of this without like my self-worth going like this yeah, every the entire five years? Mm-hmm. And so, um, it's been, it's been, uh, a very, very good fall. And, uh, I'm be- I just feel I'm in a very good state right now where I feel very fortunate that, you know, all of that has happened. Um, because all that stuff, all the things I'm learning from that are going to go far past swimming. Mm, it's so true. And thank you so much for your honesty in that, because yes. I feel like, you know, there's this misconception that, you know, you have a disappointment, it's hard, but then you figure it out and you learn and then you move on. And then you're, and 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 then you're healed. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> oh no, that's, like, that's not how this works. And mm-hmm. you do not have to worry at all about being cliche, cliche with us about no. working on yourself because we're like the two people I know the most that are like, do the work on yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's so important. And I, I think that it's really important for everyone listening to hear that as well, that healing and growing is not linear. I mean, we're going to continue to be handed things that we are not expecting. We're going to be continued to be handed change and transition and disappointment along with success and good things as well. And so being able to just work through it all and have grace with yourself as you're going through it is, is so important. And it brings me so much joy to hear that you're in a good place right now and that this fall has been so awesome for you. And, you know, going back to that summer, hearing you talk about it, I think your 400 IM at nationals, uh, just months after, not even after trials, you going that 408 and a time that would have been a gold medal in Tokyo. I'm so curious to hear what your emotions were after that race, whether you were just flat out excited and thrilled to have gone that time or if there were some other lingering emotions about, you know, yes, this was amazing, but oh my gosh, why couldn't this have happened at Tokyo? It, there definitely, it was definitely a mix of those. I think at first I was like, let's go. Like I finally, I, I did, I do, I did what I feel like I was capable of doing, but then there's always that like onto the next thing or yeah, you know, overanalyzing it and being like, like, oh, what could have been? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. if I could have been, like, how different would my life be? Like, in my head, I'm like, well, how different would my life be if I would have just done it then? Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, I would be an Olympic gold medalist. I would. Um, and, like, that's to say if I was able to do it then. Obviously, it's mm-hmm. a different different situation. And, like, who knows? If I would have made the Olympics, who knows how I would have done? I may, may have gone 4-12. Um, but it was definitely a mix of those of, like, um, you know, very much frustrated and kind of put me back into like the, like so close yet so far, like why did things have to happen the way they did? But Mm -hmm. 
I don't think I'd go the 408 and have that success if had I not gone through the experience I went through at trials. Yeah. Like, and I, I truly do believe that 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 trials was the best possible thing I could have ever had happen to my swimming, even though it was so painful and like so frustrating. Yeah. Like, I feel like I like getting third place is almost as unique getting third place at Olympic trials is almost as unique as making the Olympics mm -hmm. because like no one ever talks about it, but like there's feelings and like emotions that go into that, that no one really experiences unless you get third place. Yeah. And yeah. so like, um, and I'm honestly, I've, I have really great friends that I've also gotten third place. So like I've, a, I've had a group of people like Will Lacone is one of my best friends in the world. Uh, Shane Casas, I train with him every day. I've, him and I have, like become really good friends. Um, you know, my brother's gotten third place the last two trials uh, for yeah. worlds. Um, and so I have a whole bunch of people who I'm around who have gotten, you know, that third place feeling and emotion and um, being able to be with them. And uh, like life goes on at the end of the yeah. day, like mm -hmm. swimming, swimming is a very, swimming is in a way we get to express our talents and our, and our gifts. It's not what, what defines us at the end of the day. So, um, that's something where I've been like, you know, had I had that mindset a couple of years ago, it probably would have been a little bit less painful. But um, yeah, it was all part of the growing process. Yeah. I mean, I'm I, the reason we started there is I'm just so impressed. Like you talked about how how low you feel, right? You put four years of hard work, sweat, tears into that, and then you don't get your goal. And a lot of people take a lot longer than a few months to recover, <laughs> right? You're like, I, you know, I that low feeling, and then three months later, you go 408 and go the best time you've ever gotten. So I'm curious, I know listeners are curious, after such a low point, how did you rebound so insanely quickly? I feel bad answering this because I, I honestly, I didn't want to, like mm -hmm. I wanted to take the rest of the summer off. So I don't want it to sound like it was anything I did in particular. I had, <laughs> I was at home after trials um, and I was out to dinner with my family and my coach Wyatt Collins had reached out to me. and was like, Hey, there's a meet at the end of the summer. What do you want to swim at it? I got to do entries. And I was like, like that's the last wanna... thing I want to think about. I was like, <laughs> I'm not swimming the rest of the summer. Like I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm hanging out. I haven't swam all week. I've been in Cincinnati all week. I haven't touched the water. Um, and so I was like, oh, I guess I'll, you can enter me whatever you want. I don't, I'm sure whatever you want. And so I come back to Austin and I was not entered in the 4am and I come back to Austin and, you know, I started training again, had those conversations with Eddie and Wyatt, like very much lacking motivation to like swim and, you know, I just trained for so long for something and it didn't go the way I wanted. So like, I didn't really feel like I wanted to get back in. And um, then you have like the great part about Texas, which is like, you have so many talented guys and so many like fun guys who I'm so similar to that like you end up not even trying to work hard, but you're just racing people because mm -hmm. it comes so natural, um, which is part of the reason why I feel so lucky to be here and why I love this place so much. But um that, that truly helped me get back. I mean, it put me back into shape. It put me back into like the racing mindset. And then I didn't decide to swim the 4am at that little meet until like four days before uh, what long past when entries were due. Luckily that UT has some static because it, it was a UT meet. And uh, so they got me into it. But um, 
and then I went that 408. So uh, I think it was more just my teammates and, you know, I, I had fun that summer. I was back to like a, I wasn't overanalyzing every practice. I, um, like when they told me to go easy, I would go easy because, you know, like I never really did that before. I was always like, I got to do this because I got to get better. Above and beyond. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I always had that mindset and I still struggle with that mindset now. Um, but like that summer in particular, I was really good at like, you know what, they're telling me to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go have fun with my friends after practice. Like I'm more focused about where we're going to breakfast afterwards, <laughs> um, than like what I'm doing. And that gave me, it almost overcompensated for like the lack of balance that I had pretty much my entire swimming career to that point where I was so motivated and so goal driven, um, that there was no time or energy for anything else. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. And to your credit, Carson, you, you did do something. You, yeah. you showed up. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that in that situation wouldn't have shown up. And that was ultimately, at the end of the day, all you needed to do. And I think that that in and of itself is so encouraging to people. Like even at, you know, some of your hardest moments when you are feeling so discouraged and so down, you never know what's going to happen if you just keep showing up. Yep. And you were just the perfect example of that. And I love hearing about how much fun you're having at Texas. And uh, for those that don't know, my husband also swam at Texas. So I know very much about <laughs> the camaraderie of the team and how special of a place it is. And would just love to hear about your experience. You and I have something very similar in common. We both swam two years collegiately before turning professional. So we'll definitely talk about Texas still, but I'd love to hear a little bit about that decision for you. What went into, you know, the two years collegiate, turning professional, but then also any change that happened after you turned professional that was maybe expected or unexpected. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's so cool. We, 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 I didn't even think about that. We had the same sort of, uh, you know, plan or not that it was planned out when I went to college, but same journey almost in that sense. But, um, yeah, that's been, that was a super hard decision for me. Uh, and because I, like I said before, like there's nothing I've been more grateful for in the sport or a few things I've been more grateful for in the sport than like my time at Texas and like my time on the team and all the memories and the people and my teammates and uh, everything that has come from that. And um, so it was really hard to say like, okay, it, it, I felt very selfish. That's, that's why it was very hard because I'm making this decision because I know I'm where like my, my talents are or where I'm best at in the sport. And you know, it may not be directly tied to the collegiate format and leading into an Olympic year and like how I, I truly love swimming and I want this to be my job because um, I'm, I'm very passionate about it. And so it's like, okay, what's, what's look like, what's in my best self-interest is to go pro. But then like, I, I feel like even now, like I feel icky saying like, what's in my best self-interest because mm-hmm. like the whole part of college swimming is that you're doing everything for the team. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like you go back and it's like, all right, I am truly passionate about swimming, college swimming. Like I love the camaraderie of it, but it stresses me out. It gives me like swimming short course and swimming stuff. Like I'm not Mm -hmm. like, I don't feel confident and it hurts my confidence for like my long course swimming. And so I was like, I'm going to do what makes me happy in the sport and I'm going to go 
pursue my dream, which is to be an Olympian, to be, I've always wanted to be a pro swimmer. Um, and I'm, I think the time is now to pursue that. And I was so nervous to tell the coaches. Um, I like called my parents on the way to practice on the day I was going to tell them. And like, I almost was like, no, I'll do it a different day, but I did it. And they could not have been more gracious with like me telling them. Um, and they were excited for me. They were like, I think with, with everything like you have in front of you, this is a no brainer and we're, we're happy to be able to help. Um, Eddie's only question was, are you going to finish your degree? Uh, of course. And, of course. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, so that was, that was a very big weight lifted off my shoulders. And then telling the team was another hard, hard part as well. And, um, they were all very like understanding and accepting and, you know, they're still my best friends. I still train with them. Um, and then it led to like the differences, really nothing, nothing was truly different at practice. I still train with them. I still have the same coaches. Uh, I still have the same weight coach. Um, but there was a difference this summer uh, that I didn't really expect. It's like, like once I got to like, and it didn't really start until right before trials, uh, world trials and then worlds was I put so much more pressure on myself for, I had never ever swam with money being the focus. Mm -hmm. And now that it was like, you know, I have this contract and I have, I know numbers and, you know, if I go this, this certain place and, you know, I get this. And so it's like, you start thinking like, okay, so if I want, if I need, if I like want to be where I want to be financially, I have to do this in the swimming, like in, in the meet. And that can be extremely hard and like can weigh on you a lot. And I think that was the first time I kind of ran into that was this summer. And that was just another layer of like, not only do I need to back up what I did last summer, but I also now I'm like, I'm not being supported by scholarship. I'm now on my own and I need to make money. And yeah. so that was the big difference for me with uh, like the transition was that I became very money focused for a little bit of time. Um, and I, I very much, I quickly got out of that with um, Meredith is very helpful with that and saying Meredith like, no, <laughs> yes, Meredith is the best. And, you know, explaining like, that's not what this, that's not the reason why you went pro. Mm -hmm. You didn't go pro to just make, make money. You went pro because you want to pursue your career as a swimmer. Um, and so, uh, that, that was really helpful. And, um, but, and so that was really the biggest challenge. I think other than that, I've just loved, I've loved every part of professional swimming and I, I'm still in classes. So I still, I feel like a college athlete that just doesn't go to the meets. Um, <laughs> But other than that, it's been great. I'm I'm curious going back to the the piece around going pro, and you you mentioned like the self worth thing, and it's so easy for them to be extremely entangled. Um, I know for me, it's like it almost was a double, right? You're already striving to you know make an Olympic team and break records, and like you know whether you do good, you feel really great about yourself. You do bad, you feel really bad about yourself. I felt like the money aspect added to that because it was like, I do really well. I then it's reaffirmed by, I get this bonus. I don't do well. You know, this part of my contract gets cut or I lose this amount of money. Did you find that that was part of the struggle for you or was it just more of like, I'm just too focused on the money piece? I think it's all of it. I think self-worth has definitely been my biggest downfall. Like connecting swimming with my self-worth has been my biggest downfall in terms of, you know, loving the sport. Yeah. Um, and the times where I've loved the sport the least 
have been the times where I've connected my self-worth with my performance. And, um, and like, you know, it's so easy to, you know, look at, you know, what some people say about, uh, we have that great site called Swim Swam. Yeah. Uh, that has done, has done amazing comments. things. Do not has, read the comments. <laughs> I, it's so yeah. hard. Like, how do you, how do you not? They're right I know, there. I know. <laughs> and they have done amazing things yes. growing the sport, yeah, making have, the sport more, more easily uh, accessible. Um, but some of the comments are like, are really, truly hard to read and um, can really mess with, it's like a, there's a quote, it's like, a, a tree can create a thousand matches, but one match can burn the tree down. And mm. so like reading one, one bad comment, like would, can rock me. And yeah. that's how I realized that like, I had so much of my self-worth tied up in the sport and like what people were saying about how I was swimming that I'm not even swimming for, you know, my enjoyment or like, like what I get out of the sport. I'm swimming to, you know, impress other people or, uh, you know, get affirmation or get love because of what I can do. Um, and so, and then it's obviously the money thing. It's like, okay, well, I want to, you know, I'm, I'm getting married next year. I want to start a family. Like, do I, I want money. I want, I, like, I want money to be able to support like my family. And obviously I don't have kids or I, I don't want kids for, I would love kids. I want, I don't, I want to go a few years married without we, having We got to go through 2020. Um, yeah, and, <laughs> you can have them before that, but. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, I want, obviously I want a few years, but like, I want to be able to support a family when that time comes. And, mm-hmm. um, so then there's that like outward thinking of like, all right, well, I need to, you know, swim this way to, you know, have that, that, have that happen. Um, and all that stuff takes away from what, you know, swimming it truly yeah. is at this mm-hmm. stage of my life is just something that I get to enjoy just because it's, you know, I've, I've been given that talent and um, I just get to go enjoy it and then also impact other people positively. Um, and that's what I should be striving for, not to affirm myself or um, for money. Mm, yes, yeah. it's, it's such a beautiful perspective. And I can definitely confirm that you are impacting people positively. And it's an amazing thing to watch. And when you have those moments where you are really realizing and recognizing, which first off takes so much self-awareness on your part. Half the battle. (laughs) Absolutely. That you're tying in swimming to your self-worth. As you mentioned, you've been on this roller coaster. On that roller coaster, what are some of the tools that you've picked up so that when you get to those moments of like, oh gosh, I feel this, I'm starting to tie my self-worth back into it, what do you do? How do you kind of come out of that? I know you're still working on it, but as of right now, sitting here today, what are some things that you do to kind of help you detach from that and get back to swimming is a joy and you are so much more than just success or disappointment? I, there's definitely a couple of things. Um, I mean, first I have a, I have a very good and awesome support system. I have Meredith, who is my fiance um and who I've been with since I was 15 and probably no one in the world that knows me the way she knows me so I can truly say anything to her with with no judgment and um you know she's there to kind of like speak truth back into me on you know what 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 I'm feeling sometimes is accurate isn't accurate um and that's been a true blessing to you know have her in Austin full-time she went to South Carolina so she she's now living in Austin and um we don't, we don't have to do distance anymore. So that's been awesome. Uh, I have other mentors. I've had, uh, 
you know, mentors that I've had since I was a teenager and then some that I've picked up and in college, just, you know, utilizing them. Um, and then everything kind of tying back to, you know, after Olympic trials is kind of when I started pursuing my faith mm-hmm. and like understanding how that ties into, um, you know, not, not, it ties into my sport and like how to deal with success or disappointments and how, you know, I wasn't given the gift of swimming, which a large part of why I've been successful is because I believe a lot I work, I work my butt off, but a lot of it's God given talent that like I did nothing to deserve. Like I've been, I've been good at swimming since I was really young back when I didn't even work hard. And so I still have that drive and I have the, the hard work to go along with it, but a lot of it, I did nothing really to deserve. And so, um, it's understanding that, you know, I wasn't given that to affirm myself or get approval from others. I was, you know, given it so I can enjoy it and I can enjoy the feeling of like walking out and of a Olympic trials next year in a football stadium full of people getting to do what, what I, what I like doing, like Mm, competing and, you know, people getting to cheer for me and watch me. Um, and then like, being able to like impact people like you guys, like I'm sure there's countless amount of people who dressed up as you guys for Halloween. <laughs> and so like having like that type of impact on, on people on like the way that you guys did, I'm sure on, on young girls um, and still do uh, being able to like, you know, like I want to be like them and, um, and uh, you know, have that type of impact is what like I want to be able to do. And so that takes the pressure off of like, you know, like I have to do this so that people respect me or I have to do this so that this person cares about me or this person will talk to me or, um, you know, the coach will think I'm more, uh, I'm validated more and that I'm worth their time. Um, Because those are all things that I've struggled with of like, you know, maybe if I go this time, um, especially for like getting recruited, I think too, it's like if I can go this time, this coach will will think I'm more important. and. Um, yeah, that's definitely been, that's been the theme of this fall for me. It's like unattaching my self-worth and like these things that I'm saying right now, I'm not, not the best at remembering when times get hard, when times get hard, I still have trouble, you know, coming back. So, um, I don't want to sound like I got it all figured out, but, um, <laughs> no, it's listen, kind of like, I feel like I've gotten a good framework for when, when stuff doesn't go bad or when stuff goes bad. Yeah. That framework is so important. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing that I keep going off my head as you're talking, like you talk about impact, like you saying these things and being this real about it makes the most impact of all time. Like I think growing up, like, you know, you look at these athletes and you idolize them like the Olympians. And I always thought like, well, they can't be nervous or uh, they can't, you know, take a bad swim super hard or, you know, like you're being... They don't even have bad swims. They don't they have bad swims. They only have good swims. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> like just the fact that you're saying even... I actually don't hear a lot of people, they talk about, yeah, I struggled with this. But the fact that you're like, no, 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 like I'm saying... I, I feel the same. Like I'm saying all these things and I know to do them. But then when like, you know, stuff really hits the fan, like it's really hard to remember to do these things. And I think the thing that you led with, right, is is Meredith and your, you know, your trust tree of people that are going to back you no matter what. Those people matter the most in those moments when you yourself can't remember to do those things. You're gonna, they're going to remember for you. And it's a very comforting feeling. But the way that you speak about it, 
is really, really uh, refreshing because you're not sitting there saying you have it all figured out. And like, no one has it all figured out. But like, we don't have it figured out. Absolutely not. <laughs> but I, but I, that to me is the beauty of it, right? Is like, no one has it figured out. And the, the more you admit that, the more we make this the conversation, I think the better it is and the less isolated you feel um, because then we're all leaning on each other. Um, and, and that's how you get through things and keep the joy, enjoyment piece of it. Amen. And I, I remember the first Halloween that I had a little girl yeah. come to our door dressed as me. And I have to say, it felt better than a gold medal. Yeah. Like, honest to goodness. Yeah. Like, when you see that. And so just mm-hmm. your perspective on everything is it, – it's – it's in such a good place. And yeah. I know that it's been a lot of work to get there. And I know that it's still going to ebb and flow. But mm-hmm. as Katie said, that support system for all of us is so mm-hmm. important. I know your family means so much to you. I'd love to talk about your relationship with your brother a little bit too, who's an unbelievable swimmer in and of himself, Jake, who's had a great summer as well. Also swam at the University of Texas. So I would love to hear... I want to hear about like growing up, like both of you, like were you both really good at swimming from an early age? Are you guys competitive with one another? And how much did Jake going to Texas impact your decision to go there as well? And what was it like being there together? Sleep is the foundation to performance and longevity. It is either enhancing your performance or holding you back from your highest potential. Dream Recovery is committed to just that helping people sleep as well as possible so they can conquer the day. Dream Recovery believes in the power of evidence-based solutions to optimize sleep and recovery. Yes, and everyone deserves to feel their best, and that starts with a great night's sleep. So many of our own Unfiltered Waters guests use Dream Recovery's sleep mask and mouth tape, including Carson Foster and Michael Andrew, and they swear by how much it has helped their sleep and performance in the pool. Visit dreamrecovery.io to have your best sleep ever. Use code UNFILTERED for 30% off your entire order and 50% off your first month of Dream Tape. Sweet dreams. Cannonball Media is a full-service podcast production company. They cover it all. From building out a studio to launching your first episode, Unfiltered Waters would not have been possible without them. We are so thankful for Cannonball Media's support and a special shout out to our producer, Evan. Without this amazing support, knowledge, and experience, truly, as Katie said, this podcast would not be possible. They have helped us from day one when we came to them with the idea. Evan flew out, got our studio together for us, taught us how to use all the equipment, which was no small task. (laughs) And Cannonball has truly been there for us every single step of the way. And they allow us to put our best foot forward in video quality, editing, and podcast production. Yes. And are you interested in starting your own podcast? It's so fun. We highly recommend it. (laughs) Please visit cannonballmedia.co to learn more. I love talking about my brother. I love talking about my family just because I have, I I I I have the best family. I, I we're all very close, and um, yeah, I'm very excited to go home for Thanksgiving because I get to see them. So I I get very excited to talk about them. But yeah, Jake has been. We actually, Jake and I didn't swim until like my mom or my sister swam first. So my sister's a year older than Jake, and she always had swim practice, and so Jake and I had to come along. Mm-hmm. And like just watch. And we did summer swimming at that time, but we weren't on like the club team yet. And then eventually my mom just put us in club as well, just because like we were just sitting there watching her. Um, and so Jake and I got to join. And 
Jake and I were in the same group most of our lives. I think there was only one season I've ever had, aside from when I was in high school and he was in college, that we weren't in the same group um, with the same coach. So that's been amazing. And just like I've always had someone to kind of chase and like someone that's always there as like a comfort. Like I'm never alone when I'm at practice because I have my brother, especially an older brother. Um, and you know, I grew up, up until again, he left for college. We shared a room. Uh, we had this, we, we always, we had bunk beds until Jake got too big and my parents got worried about, you know, the bunk bed breaking. So then we, then we just separated them. Um, so, so we got brothers like, and they break. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, and that's what they were. And I, I had the bottom bunk. So I was like, I was going to get crushed. Um, but, uh, but, you know, he's been, you know, he's him and along with Hannah been, you know, my best friends and um, two people that I've just like genuinely loved hanging out with. Um, and it's just easy to be around them. Like it's not like I never have to try or, um, you know, like feel like I need to keep the conversation going. It's like the best type of people that I can be around are the people where I can have silence and it's not awkward. Mm-hmm. And that's truly what it's like being with like Jake or Hannah or Meredith. It's like, um, I just very comfortable with them. So, but yeah, growing up, he was always, um, you know, it's like the older siblings they are always better than you, um, in terms of like, you always want to try and beat them. And, uh, I always raced them a lot. Cause we were always in the same age group, like nine, 10, 11, 12. I was always 11. He was 12 or 13 or 14. And so, you know, I always had the opportunity to race him. Um, so, okay. And so pause was, for one moment, you're, uh-huh. Hannah is one year older than J- – so are you each one year apart? Twenty. So I'm 24 months younger than Hannah. Oh, my gosh. Bless your, your mother <laughs> is a saint. A saint. Okay, I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is where my mind goes now that I'm yeah. a <laughs> You're like, you would, ar- you would already have a second. Uh, and I would, I think, be like getting close to pregnant. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm so sorry to interrupt. Please continue. Your mother is a saint. <laughs> so so Jake is Jake is 11 months younger than Hannah and then I'm 13 months younger than Jake. Oh. Your father is a saint too. I should say that yeah. as well. Both of your parents are. That's incredible. But I mean t- to how close you guys are. That's just wonderful. <laughs> Th- that definitely had an impact on why we were so close. Yeah. But then also it caused a lot of competitiveness. Like mm-hmm. there were a lot of nights where we would all we would come home from practice all three arguing. Yeah. Yeah, and it I wasn't bet. like we'd be teaming up. It was I was arguing with Hannah and Jake <laughs> and like separate, separate arguments and like simultaneously. So it's like that did come with like some drawbacks, but, uh, um, with Jake, cause obviously I didn't ever race Hannah. Uh, but like with Jake, there was like a certain level of competitiveness, especially when we started becoming pretty equal in terms of like our times, which happened around like 14, 15. And, um, it's also, like around the time where I started getting a lot more attention, um, mm-hmm. I qualified for Olympic trials and I was 14 and, you know, that I kind of made a major jump in terms of like the level of competitive, uh, competitiveness in the country when I was 15. And um, that's when I kind of, you know, in some events passed Jake and got a little bit faster than him. And I know that like that can be hard, especially as an older brother, and I never really understood it, like, because I was so focused on myself. I was like, you know, this is awesome. Like, I'm getting all my goals. But then I kind of overlooked the fact of, like, you know, it can be hard for, like, a younger brother to get a lot of the attention when Jake is an incredible swimmer in his own, like, like on his own. And 
But like, I never noticed that until I got a little older and, you know, became a little bit more self-aware. But then it just made me realize like how selfless Jake truly is Mm. because there was never a moment where Jake cheered against me or wanted me to like not make a certain team or not hit a certain standard. Like he was truly happy for me. So it's actually this, this part actually like makes me like emotional thinking about, but like after at trials in 21, I didn't cry at all until I saw Jake crying. And so Jake cried before I did. And it was after the 200 free, which was my second event. So it was like the second of the third blow of like, you know, I, I got ninth in semis, someone scratched, I got scratched into a 200 free, which is like a blessing. It's like six people make it. You're like, you just got gifted a spot and like probably not the easiest, but once you're in the final, it's the easiest event to make it. And then I got eighth. And so like, I still missed it. And so then I got that down and, you know, one of my greatest friends in the world, Drew Kibler got third, I think. And so like, I was so happy for him, obviously like grieving for myself, but like, when I got down there, all the Texas guys were, you know, celebrating Drew as they should. And I saw Jake and he was just crying. Oh, my God. And so, like, that's just like a testament of, like, you know, how much he cares for me and how awesome of a brother he is. Um, You're making me cry. <laughs> and, like, how good, like, great of, like, a just person. And, like, so I am I am very lucky to have Jake and Hannah. Um, but, like, my swimming experience with Jake has been something that's so much more meaningful than like any accomplishment. Um, Like we've gotten so much closer through this experience and, you know, he is the reason why I came to Texas. Like I obviously loved it on my visit and it's a special place to be, but like I knew that no matter what, like if Jake went to Stanford, I I wasn't really into Stanford because I like, I didn't feel like I was smart enough for Stanford. I wanted to go to, (laughs) I wanted like if, if Jake, if Jake went to Stanford, I wanted to go to Cal so I could be close to him. Okay. And like if Jake went to Texas, I would go to Texas because like I want to be close to Jake and, you know, be close to family. And so te- Texas was the one school that like we truly overlapped with. And then so he chose Texas and then I committed two weeks later. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I love I, I feel like you have such like such a support system more than, I mean, more than most people I hear, just the fact that you have a brother in the sport, you have, um, your Meredith. I want to talk more about Meredith because yes, I, please. <laughs> I'm like Meredith's number one fan behind Carson. <laughs> she's like, I'll talk about Meredith. Like, let me here. Let me, I got this Carson. Let me take it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would, I would love to hear. I mean, I, I think I, I know we both have amazing husbands and like that has been the ability to truly speak with with no judgment, be at your at your lowest, be at your highest, be vulnerable, um, and then obviously the fact that you're getting married um, in next August, right? Mm-hmm. Next yep, August. August, yeah. So, so just about, talk- about nine months, almost nine months, nine months countdown. <laughs> so yeah, tell tell me about Meredith. Tell me how how she supported you. Um, you know why she truly gets you, and then obviously tell us all the details about the wedding. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> this is going to be, this could be the easiest part to talk about. Um, so she, she, we met on the same, we swam on the same club team. Um, we, you know, had a typical like high school relationship. I was like, I really liked her. She didn't want to date a teammate. I kept pursuing her. Um, and then it ended up, ended up, we, we, you know, we're getting married. So it ended up working out. And, uh, you really jumped there. Yeah. 
yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's all the like high school yeah, yeah, all of it. Yes. it but like but truly it's been like she is the easiest person to you know get to do life with she's the most like easygoing and um down for anything like any experience but then also very much of like she pushes me really hard to you know like she is I'm not because she's not like a critic at all because she supports me at all but like she definitely doesn't allow myself to like settle for anything less than what you know she knows I want or you know what I should be doing and that is something that I'm I'm truly so grateful for for her of like she doesn't always tell me what I want to hear. Yeah. Um, which sometimes I'm like, God, oh, <laughs> You're like just, maybe this one time like, could you? <laughs> yeah. I was, I was like, I was like, I really wanted you to just say this. Yeah. And uh, but I know that's not what's best for me. And so, mm-hmm. like, and she has this incredible like ability to like make everyone feel valued. Um, and so I'm very lucky. I get to you know experience that every day, and um you know, have that person to go back to, especially like in swimming, like what I talked about earlier, where like, if I don't swim well, and I don't feel valued myself, or, you know, I read something that someone writes, and it makes me feel like less then you know, she's very quick to, you know, one, tell me that's not true, but then also show me with the way that like, she treats me and that she loves me. So um, she is a one of a kind person. And I'm very lucky to get to marry her. But uh, the wedding Wait, pause. Proposal. Love a good proposal (laughs) story. It was. So it's, I, like, we've talked about getting married since we probably, I was probably a, uh, like, end of my freshman year, beginning of, like, going into, like, that summer. It was the Olympic trials that summer um, is when we truly started talking about, like, okay, like, we both want to get married. We truly do believe it and, and want that. And so that's when it became like a reality. And so like, then at that point I was like, all right, so I, I'm, I'm very much a planner. And so I'm like, okay, like she's gonna, we won't be living in the same city until, you know, she's done with her degree and she can get a job in Austin because I'll still be swimming and which I'm very grateful for. That was a huge sacrifice in her. She uprooted her whole life to be able to move down so I can keep pursuing my dream, which, you know, I don't ignore. And, um, I'm very thankful for, uh, which is just another example of why she's the best. But um, <laughs> but she, uh, so I was like, you know what, in 2024, you know, I'll be done with college and she'll be down here so then we can get, we can get married. And so I started planning, this is all back in like 2021. Um, and I was like, but like, you know, like that's a sp- specific time frame because, you know, the swim season will start and August is the best time to get married because, you know, it's already a built in time where I'll have off swimming and we'll be able to fully enjoy the wedding and then go on a honeymoon and all of that. So then, you know, I start thinking of like, okay, there's this time frame that we need to hit. And so then I started like, we got engaged super early. So two years early. So like we got engaged in August of 2022, we're getting married August, 2024. And that was partly because I wanted to make sure everything was perfect with the engagement and that like we, we wanted it, she wanted it to be in, in Cincinnati because we wanted family to be able to be there. And then no holidays, uh, was, was one of the requests. And, uh, are you both planners? Who's more of a planner? You're Meredith. I'm more of a long-term planner. She's more of a short-term 
Perfect. Planner. Got it. That may, nice. It may, it may flip though. We are both planners, but we are never planners when at the same time, which is kind of <laughs> funny. Good. It's like some things that I don't feel like I need a plan. She wants a plan for and things that she doesn't think we need a plan. I'm like always trying to plan. That saves and a so lot of conflict it, in your marriage. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. You guys are set. <laughs> <laughs> and, but then, so anyway, that was a long lead up to like, I took, I took her down to the banks of Cincinnati, uh, which is by like the river and the, the bridges. Um, and I set it up where her, her roommates from college, one of them is a photographer. And, mm-hmm. you know, if I flew her there so that she could take photos and then the other roommates came for the weekend and I secretly picked them up from the airport, uh, the morning of the proposal. And then it ended up being a, a really great night. Her, my whole family was in town. Actually, my sister wasn't in town, but her whole family was in town. Um, and so it ended up being, a, and then we got the place that we wanted to get married. Uh, we booked it like three days later. So that was great Planners. as well. Planners. <laughs> you nailed that. That's, oh, love. I, I, I'm like such a sucker for proposal stories. So I, know. I so had to you're know. Getting, are you getting married in Cincinnati? Yes. Awesome. Yep. We're getting married. That's, We've, yeah, there, it's a great, it's a beautiful venue. Um, and you know, all we, we both went to college in different, two different cities. Mm-hmm. So like we, but like the overlap is Cincinnati. It's where like both of our families live. And so it just made sense that everyone from our two sides of college get to go and experience like our side of home as well. Uh, like Cincinnati is not like a popular travel destination. So like a lot of my friends have never been to Cincinnati, so it's kind of something fun to where they'll get to see where I grew up and um, just have a fun weekend That's with everyone. Yeah. Oh, Carson, we're so excited for both you and Meredith yeah. and just wish you absolutely nothing but the best. Like Katie said, I feel like we're both so fortunate to just have unbelievable support systems in our partners and marriage is incredible and yeah. you guys are mm-hmm. going to absolutely love it. We'll get into our final questions. The one thing I'm curious about, I know you said you're going to be finished up with school next year and that you're taking classes now. What are you getting your degree in? A communication and leadership. Amazing. Oh. So when I, I, I've always wanted to be a coach after swimming. Okay. Um, and so like going into it, I was like, and I, in high school, I will admit, like I was not very into the school side of things. I like, <laughs> if I could have just gone to college and swam, I would have done that. And so um, I was like, you know what, like, I, I don't need a finance degree. I don't need a, you know, a science degree because I want to be a coach. And I've always, I've wanted to do that since I was so young, just like I've had, I've been blessed with so many amazing coaches and it's like the impact that they've had on me. And I want to be able to do that with, you know, other, others, future swimmers, but then also like, I love the science behind coach or behind swimming and like, like figuring out how to get people to go faster. I love that part of swimming for myself. So um, being able that it's been a very, very fun degree. And um, yeah, I'm excited about it, but I'm also very excited to be done with school. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> totally I normal. You. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, yeah. So we have three questions that we ask all of our guests. Um, so the first one is what is a moment or memory within your swimming career so far that has given you the most joy? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I feel bad because it feels wrong to not like to have like this answer, not include Hannah as well, because she's like the third, the like the third of the trio. So the like, she's always, 
Yeah, exactly. And so like she's always involved in like a lot of our best moments, but like in swimming specifically, just because I've gotten more experiences with Jake, it would be going last year at Short Course Worlds, Jake got invited for the 4am and we got to be in the same world championship final. So like two people representing the whole country and it happened to be me and my brother. And so uh, that was really cool and something that like I wasn't even I like I didn't feel like I wasn't even focused on the race because I was just like, this is so cool. Um, and we get to do that. And so like that'll be and my dad got to be there to watch it. So um, that, that was probably the coolest, most joyful moment I've gotten out of swimming. Oh, that is so special. I, love that. I can't even imagine what yeah. that must have felt like. <laughs> All right, Hannah might be able to make an appearance here too. But our next question is, what is a moment or a memory outside of the swimming space that has brought you the most joy? Specific moment, I would say general moment, anytime I'm around my family, like for holidays, I very much have a, I, I have a greater sense of appreciation for going home now that I'm in college yeah. um, and being able to just hang out in like the mundane, like movie nights or, you know, home nights where we're not doing much that I used to be like in high school. I'm like, I want to go hang out with my friends, but now it's very much nice to like go home. But specific moment ever that I've just experienced the most joy. Um, wow. That is, that is really hard to like pinpoint it to uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. like pinpoint it. But I would say I went to the beach this, this year with, uh, with, Meredith and and her family and it was the first time I've gone on vacation with her family but then just being able to like be on a vacation which I haven't had in like a non-swimming environment in like forever and so being able to like um you know just wake up and walk to the beach uh and be there with Meredith and not and like be able to turn my brain off fully from swimming uh was probably the most like joyful weekend I've ever had mm. I love hearing that those it, weekends are important. So important. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I feel like that could have been a stress. Like I know when my husband Todd met my family for the first time, it turned into a very stressful weekend. Did you already know her family a ton oh, or? Yeah, I, I, this was this, yeah, this is like, this was most like in this September. So okay. I have, I have, I've had six years to, um, her family has, has turned into, you know, like my favorite people, like like my family as well. So, um, it's, it's turned into, uh, they're, 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 the wolf family is just a joy to be around. And awesome. so I'm very comfortable with them. And that was part of the reason why it was, um, so, so like, yeah, so, so special and so easy. That's amazing. Uh, so our last question is what is one word that represents either what you want this year to be something you're working on, something that brings you joy, I'm going to go, my, my word for the last month is going to be the word I use. It's unembarrassable. Okay. And so it's like, because that's something like at the root of everything, like, a, like the root of like trying to, and that's not even a word, but like, like, <laughs> I was like I'm not going to say that, it, but now that I think about it, it's not even a word, but that's the word I'm going to pick because, <laughs> because like at the root of like my, like feeling like I need to be approved or feeling like yeah. I need to be validated, like being fearful of having a bad swim. It all comes down to like me and wanting to be, you know, uh, like loved or um, approved by others. Mm-hmm. And when I can't be embarrassed, well, I have nothing to fear because I, I have nothing to lose. I and so um, 
I've, I've used it a couple of times actually this week. I gave a presentation and I was like, you know what? I'm unembarrassable. It doesn't matter what people think about uh, like what I say. If I mess up, it doesn't matter because I don't care. Like, I I'm unembarrassable. I'm, I'm secure in myself. And um, I'm excited to see how that kind of translates to like when I go to a meet and swim because I've never had that mindset before to meet. It's almost like you're bulletproof. Like uh-huh. you've already been through it. You've already done everything. You know, you've picked yourself back up, right? So it's like nothing, like everything's just going to ping off of you. Like you can't be embarrassed. Mm-hmm. No one can say anything to hurt you. Like I think that's incredible. Mm-hmm. And it's it. just convinced. The more I say it to myself, the more I'm convinced of it. It's not mm-hmm. something that like I can just say and I'm like, oh yeah, it's easy. But like the more I've said it to myself, I'm like, yeah, I, I can I can convince myself of that. Yeah becomes more of like a habit, a habitual way uh-huh. of thinking. Mm-hmm. It takes time, but yep. like you said, the more that you do it. Oh, Carson, this has been such a joy. We are so, so much grateful fun. for you and for your time. And please give Meredith and your family and her family our absolute best. And we know that this is a big year coming up and we are just sending you all of our love from Nashville. We are cheering so hard for, for you from here and wish you nothing but the best. And thank you so much for your honesty and vulnerability and your time and sharing your experiences and stories with us today. Well, thank you for having me on because this has been a lot of fun. Aw, <laughs> thank you. We're, we're very, very, very grateful. Thank you so much for listening and watching Unfiltered Waters. We are so grateful for your support. If you could please hit that subscribe button on any of the channels that you're watching and maybe even give us a rating or review, we would appreciate it so much. Thank you again, and we'll talk to you soon.